Welcome to the Embody Your Design podcast. I am your host, Amy May, 6'3 Emotional Manifesting Generator. I am obsessed with human design and mindset tools and using them to create a life beyond my wildest dreams. My goal with this podcast is to bring you human design and share stories around how you too can begin to embody your human design. What is talked about in this podcast are the thoughts and opinions of me and my guests. I'm always welcome to feedback should you have any. Thank you for being here and let's dive in as we embody our human design one conversation at a time. So excited to be interviewing Catherine Rivers today uh, for the podcast. She is a master like human design practitioner and like professional coach. And I connected with her through uh, somebody else that I interviewed for the podcast and who uh, worked on a book with uh, Christy Sullivan, who was in last week's episode. So I'm so excited to have uh, uh, Catherine or Kathy here with me today. So uh, do you want to introduce yourself for the listeners? Sure. Sure, Amy. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm Catherine Rivers. I'm um, a human design master professional consultant, I guess would be my official title. I've been working with human design now for over 13 years. Um, and just the moment I found out about it, I was just absorbed and fascinated. I'm also um, a life and business coach. And my coaching background is ontologically based, which is all about the nature of our being. So I really um, am, am just a big fan of when we get our being correct, then all the doing in our life just falls into place. And doing doesn't have to be hard, it just flows. So the combination of these two modalities has just uh, filled my soul, filled my practice for these last 13, 14 years. And um, I keep studying, I keep learning. There's no end to how deep you can go with human design. Yes, uh, yes, exactly. And uh, I had said before, like, you're the person who's been like doing human design the longest that I've had on the podcast. And I absolutely love this. I'm so excited to have you because especially like, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we can, we can dive in. Uh, I like my first question um, for you is, uh, like what what is your human design type and um, what how did you feel when you had your first like human design reading or interaction with it great well I'm a pure manifester I'm a splenic manifester and I've got a four six profile and I've got the life theme of contagion or transference depending on whose school you went to um, oh my God, I can still remember it just clear as a bell. We're sitting at my dining table. I had my dear friend over who is a shaman, and we'd been doing some shamanic work earlier. And he said, How about we look at your human design? And I went, Oh, what's this? And he pulled out his computer, calculated my chart, and literally my jaw just dropped open. Right? It was just like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be different. Manifestors are like eight, nine percent of the world's population. And I, I 
never felt permission to just be myself. And I finally got it with human design. It was just in a flash. It's like, oh, I don't have to listen to anybody else's advice. It doesn't work for me. Stop trying to follow the thought leaders and, um, and listen to my own inner knowing. And it just, I can still feel it to this day. I love that. Yeah, that's, um, that's almost like the more that I dive into this and into my design, like that's how, exactly like how I feel. It's like, I'm meant to be a little bit different and to um, not always like listen to everybody else and just really be who I am. Like, I mean, you look, <laughs> you looked at my chart earlier and you're like, yeah, that's, that's a lot to work with. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it is a lot to work with, you know, with my energy and everything. And, uh, and that's like so incredible. So um, how long, like from when you got like that reading until you decided to like bring human design into, um, into your business and what you do? Oh, pretty immediately. Um, I mean, I knew it was the tool I was looking for. I I'd, um, gotten my uh, certified prof professional coach certification about three years earlier. And I, I love coaching, but, you know, there's a lot of uh, structure around coaching if you follow the International Coach Federation, you know, put people into projects, get their goals, help them create a project plan, help them create deadlines, help them create deliverables, be their accountability partner. And it just doesn't work for people. It might work for organization. It works for about 15% of the world's population. And so I was looking for a tool that helped me treat everybody as an individual and know how and be able to support them in how they best move forward in life. And when I saw human design, it was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. Now, it took probably another, another year and a half, two years for me to really actively uh, market it in my business. This was a long time ago. It was still, it was like, oh, I have this thing, you know, and I would only uh, bring out human design with people that I knew well. I, it wasn't what I led with. No, a number of years ago, it's what I lead with. And if people don't get human design, great. They're not my people. And, uh, you know, it's fine, you know, go be with someone else. Um, and if they are curious, then it's like, oh, we could, possibly have a really cool conversation oh yeah definitely and and what you said with the you know if they're not into human design they're not my people that's like total manifester energy right there it's like you're uh, you're really here to like lead people and uh, and here to just attract like a certain kind of person and then if they're not with you, then okay, bye. I'm okay yeah. with that. Well, I think that's true for all of us, right? How much, how much energy, energy do we all kind of leak or spend on people that aren't our people? And because we think we should, we think we better, we gotta be a good girl, we have to do, you know, we have to be nice when they're really, it's not a mutual energy exchange. 
we should all, we should save that kind of thing for our our immediate family or our parents, you know, the people we can't really choose out of our lives, right? But you know, there were I several different times in my life. It's like, okay, I have unbalanced friendships where I'm not getting an exchange. And I really see this in all my clients. It's like, do you have a balance exchanged with X, Y, or Z person? Why are you still spending time with them? Why don't you open up your calendar and your day and your week to be able to find your peeps, the peeps that really get you and are gonna love you and support you and cheer you on. Everybody deserves that. 100% agree with that you know it's and it's it's hard like it's uh it's all it's almost like this fear of like rejection or not being wanted and and everything Mm -hmm. that we have to deal with you know like it's it's it can definitely be rough and I've definitely have dealt with some of the like unbalanced relationships and have had to make like those like tough decisions like okay I can't have this person in my life anymore you know so yes (laughs) you know and it's not rejection right when when we get clear or we get past the fear of rejection it really gets down to are these are these people in my tribe or out of my tribe are they good for me or not. And when we learn that it's just information that we're receiving, you know, when somebody hurts us or we feel hurt, it's like, oh, instead of feeling rejected, it's like, I just got a clear message. They're not my peeps. Or I got a clear message. I have some work to do and they are my peeps. It's really different. Yeah. That, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different. You know, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we brought, like, brought this up because I think this is so, uh, so important for anybody who, I mean, we all have to relate with people and, yeah. um, and we're meant to feel fulfilled in our relationships, like whether it's in our businesses, whether it's our friendships, romantic partners, even, even family, like this has been, uh, this has been a dynamic that I've been working with a lot recently with like my family and making sure that like my energy is being honored and um, and the the nice thing about family is you know a lot of the times there isn't like that fear of rejection because your family's going to be there for you no matter what it just might be a little rocky a little bit but. Mm-hmm when you like stand up for yourself and when you like honor your own energy with that, um, it ends up being greater, like in the overall like picture of things. So yeah, good for you. I'm glad you've got that family support. Yes, exactly. Um, my, my next question, like, is like, it went back from when you were doing like your intro, um, with like this state of like being and like working with, that energy, like, how does that, how do you infuse that with, like, human design, um, in your bit, like, how, what are, 
like I guess yeah like how do you infuse those two together like I I know they're related but I'm just um I'm curious about like the methodology like how you bring the bridge those two together I don't know that's interesting is do I have a methodology um I certainly have a way of hearing and listening and holding people so when I work with somebody now uh, there, there probably isn't any instance I take on a client where I don't want to where I don't know their design I have to know their design because I can really um steer them in wrong directions. I can give them information that's really counter to who they are. So I always know a person's design. And then we start, and, and usually it starts out with the reading. So we do a, a, an in-depth reading. We may do an advanced reading. And then we talk about what it is they're wanting to create in life and how they're moving forward. And my coach training and my focus on ontology has me listening for when they're speaking something contrary to what they want and how their energy truly functions. And usually what I'm listening for is societal conditioning, right? We think it should be this way, or I'm hearing people say, use very disempowering language when they're talking about themselves, their efforts, their work out in the world, the way they interact with people. Um, and so I'm always listening as a person standing in total responsibility or are they standing in victimhood? And, and it just goes from there, Amy. I'm, I'm just a deep listener. Um, um, one of my clients this last week, I just, uh, we did, a, um, she needed a little emergency support. And so we were talking on the phone. We did a kind of a quick 15 minutes. And at the end of it, she said, wow, I just feel like I got a chiropractic adjustment for my soul. <laughs> and because we, we really got things in line. It's like, you know, she, it was about relationship and a conversation. It's like, you weren't really inviting, were you? You really did have expectations. It wasn't a request. It really was a demand. And you weren't cognizant of it. So we got some things cleaned up. And that's what a lot of what I help people do. Let's just get, let's get really straight with ourselves. Uh, and I do it in a kind and loving way. Because when we get straight with ourselves, then we're fully empowered and anything's possible. Got it. Yeah, no, that, that answers my question because it's just like looking at looking at our human designs, it is a lot with our identity and like a lot of it like can really show us like who we are or show us where some of these like shadows or things that aren't quite in alignment are and that's what human design like brought for me like I had been in the personal development space for a couple of years and I was like nothing's changing like I I don't know the answers to these questions and then all of a sudden like like human design came into play and I was like okay this this answers this question like from looking at you know the non-self themes of like the centers or even like mm -hmm. the eights. um I look I look at the gene keys also like as far as the for you. gates so yeah 
<laughs> and that, that, so that's like really helpful and everything. Um, do you uh, do you like use like the gene keys at all? Or is oh, Richard's work is absolutely mind boggling. Yes. So yes, when you want to work at the line level, read Richard Rudd's gene keys. Oh um, yeah. And um, he just really um, dissects it. You know, when I got the book the first time, I opened it and I shut it and I went, I can't read it till I go to Office Depot and get a pack of highlighters. <laughs> I hadn't read, I hadn't highlighted a book since college, so decades, right? Because it is so rich. It, he, his work is really, really profound. Oh, yeah. And really is an authority at the line level, um, at the gate level in human design. So, yes, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, I love the sound of his voice. It's just so calming. And like, mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm being like basked in like this warm embrace Good. whenever I like listen to, um, listen to his work and stuff. Cause I've, uh, I've gotten like the video courses on, uh, on ah, the GP site. So, because yeah. um, I, I, I'm both like an auditory and like visual learner. So I need, I need both. Otherwise, like, yes, you, yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, you do. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, you do. Very good. You're very auditory. Yes. Oh, very much. You're so. highly auditory. You're highly acoustic is what you are. That's, yeah. it's, it's more than auditory, honey. Uh, Amy, it's really, your acoustic, you sense the change in vibration of everything around you. And so it's deeper than just hearing. Um, yeah. That completely makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I, I definitely, like, as you said that, I was like, yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely like recognize that uh, just in different areas of my life. So thank you for bringing that up. But um, I, I love it. Like, yeah. you have an uncanny sense of knowing when something's off. And it's not really anything you can explain, you just know. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and sometimes people yeah. think I'm crazy. But I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not. No, you're not crazy. Absolutely not. No. Oh my god. Highly intuitive. Yes. No. Uh, so my uh, my other question for you is like a lot of the manifestors that I've um, talked to and like know, um, one of my sisters is actually a manifestor. Uh, and oh, we're about a year apart. So um I'm curious, like, because they're there's been a lot of like, you know, going through like different, all these different phases and like trying all these different things and like moving through these cycles. Like how does that, um, since you've been in like, you know, your business for a long time, like 13 years, I believe you said, and being a manifester in like teaching human design, like how does that, have you ever like felt the urge to shift or like, how do you work with like, the though that like cyclical energy in your in your business like I don't know if I'm phrasing that right that's fine that's fine so let's just get real clear all manifestors are different right 
and all generators are different, all manifesting, all reflectors are really different from one another. And there are core aspects around the energy. Um, I wouldn't say manifestors are cyclical. Um, there can be cyclical manifestors if they have a lot of abstract circuitry in their design or if their sun signs um, abstract, absolutely, then you're gonna see very distinct cycles um, expressed in, you know, in their lifetime, how they present themselves out in the world. Um, I'm highly individual so I'm a, and a manifester, so I'm either on or off, I'm either on or off. And there's no rhythm, there's no rhyme or reason, I'm either manifesting or I'm not. And so it took me a long time to relax into that because we have a tremendous um, pressure in our society that says we always have to be doing something, right? If you're not doing something, you're going to starve and you're going to not make money and, you know, go to hell, right? The whole slippery road is going to happen to you. And um, as I learned to honor that when I'm on, get the hell out of the way. Because when it's time to manifest, I'm a bulldozer. But then it's gone. But it doesn't mean that I'm not a manifester. And it doesn't mean that I'm not productive. It's just not in that moment. And then it surges back at some point. And so I do not. I have a very light motor design. So um, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, consistent energy to see me through. So I really do have this kind of pulsing. So I'm either on or I'm either off. And so I use it in my business. And I, the more I relax and it's like, okay, no, there's no creative burst in me today. Let's go do something else. And then who knows, the next day I'll have put a whole new program together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I never know. And I don't worry about it. And as I've learned to let it go and not, not have any worry around it, then my productivity is just fabulous. Things happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, what I was sharing before was just like an observation from like talking with different manifestors right, and stuff. Right. So <laughs> like. But energetically I, what's happening is that you're either on or you're off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've like, I've, I've seen, you know, just different, maybe different like passions coming through where um, mm -hmm. maybe they start out as like a life coach and then diving into like business yeah. coaching and, and everything. And so like, have you noticed those like ebbs and flows in your business or has it like stayed? Yeah, relatively when I, um, I could just talk forever about why different designs do different things, Amy, right? And so there's going to be manifestors that are always about trying the new thing. And it's like, by God, they're going to be on it and yay for them. And there's going to be, I'm, I'm completely and consistently loyal to human design and my ontological coaching. Now, you know, just this last last year COVID and some of this stuff um, and I just made a big move and shifted and it's like oh god I need I need 
I used to have a large farm and horses. And so I was always busy and out in nature with my horses. And it's like, oh, I need something. And it's like, I want to be on the water because I love water, but I don't like, I don't want, I don't want the fuss and the mess of cleaning up a kayak or what have you, right? Blowing it up. All of a sudden, one day it was like a new kind of kayak that folds up came across my Facebook feed and it was like, bang, that's what I've been waiting for. I bought it and I've been kayaking ever since. So, you know, things pop into existence, even in my own life. Um, But in terms of my career, I'm a pretty steady eddy. I want to go deeper and deeper and deeper rather than do a lot of things at maybe a a less deep level. So I still don't know enough about human design. (laughs) I can still, I still see new things every day and think about it in a new way. So... I'm, I'm not, I'm not sated yet in the human design world. No, and you know, it's interesting because I heard somebody quote uh, Richard Rudd about this, that he even says he's not an expert in the gene keys and because you can't really become like an expert in it because it's this continuous, like diving deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. deeper. And deeper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they thank you. They like I I wanted to ask that question and you know, because I think sometimes, especially when we're um first learning human design and like it maybe a little bit earlier in our journeys, like we hear these like generalized statements and we think, oh wait, I don't I don't behave that way. There's something wrong with me when I, there's not, and that it's it all all these pieces like come together and like you're never like wrong like you are the expert of yourself like that's how I feel so yeah and and you know if there's some of that some of the attributes about human design that don't resonate my belief is you don't see a big enough picture right so you need to really the more you can bring all the layers together, then you can make a more complete picture for people. And, and from my experience, it never fails to have people experience. I've never been seen so quickly, so clearly ever before. Yeah. And that's what I've experienced in, uh, because there's, there were aspects of my design when I first, um, my first encounter with it was in a book uh, by Karen Parker. And I was reading this and I was like, this isn't me, but I'm so excited that this could be me. And like any, the more that I've dove into it, like even things that didn't relate, like I see it in this like bigger picture or I just like in that moment, I just surrendered and like allow just allowed for the pieces to fall into place like not stressing over it and being like I need to change I need to change I need to change this is well, see, that's what we all do we think we're yeah. supposed to do something about our identity right yeah no we're just supposed to grow our awareness and then everything starts flowing yeah and exactly like every like things started to flow and like 
And we don't, I think like we always focus on like perfectionism and being like perfect in our designs, but everything is going to get worked out. Like when it's meant to be like worked out, like just really trusting and surrendering to like the process and being in like kind of like what you were saying, like it's like being in the state of being like, who, who am I and what am I, what am I being in this moment? Like, and moving that way instead of, you know, just like thinking that there's something wrong or something that you need to fix instead of just allowing it to like flow through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) Uh, So do you have because of all of your experience, like, do you have any advice for people who are um, newer to human design and um, just starting to like w- do this um, kind of inner work and working with their design? Mm-hmm. Read as much as you can, right? Sample different experts. Um, um, and one of the, the biggest things about um, human design is we can just, we can go ad nauseum into the details, right, Amy? I mean, yes. it's just brain candy going after all the, the details, but it really is the key is your inner authority. And when you get your inner authority, um, as you integrate your inner authority into your daily life, everything starts to transform. And so go learn, go understand all these attributes about yourself. Always bring it back to your inner authority and look back at your day. You know, was I, was I partnering with my inner authority today? Are we best friends? Was I stuck in my mind and not able to get, allow my inner authority to guide and partner with me? You know, that's the place to really focus your awareness day to day to day is on your inner authority. The rest is fascinating. I teach it all. I love it all. Um, But it always comes back to your inner authority. Oh, that's like, that's great advice. And that's why like in every, um, pretty much in any program that I run, like whether it's gonna teach on this or not like I always include like a bonus on um the authorities like all like all separate videos so you don't even have to know all the authorities you could just grab yours and and really watch it because it's it's huge it it affects like everything because we have to make we make decisions every day like every Heck, probably every hour. (laughs) Well, okay. So let me give you a little ontological flavor. We live life decision by decision by decision. Right? Life is, life unfolds decision at a time. You're going to go to the bathroom. You're going to go get some water. You're going to go, you know, walk the dog. You're going to study. You're going to go to work, drive the car. Now, if you do that, anchored in your inner authority, just gonna just gonna flow different yeah it's it's definitely yeah like really um tapping into my authority has been 
like huge. Like I used to be like such an impulsive like spender and like um, and making decisions while on like an emotional high. Uh, not so much the emotional low um, <laughs> because besides like taking care of myself, but um, but like really learning to like pause and like, okay, no, I'm gonna wait until <laughs> I've come down from this excitement a little bit and like, yeah. <laughs> and then make, and then make the decision like that has been so helpful um, in my life. So yeah. And so really like tapping into that authority is so key. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this has been, this has been like so good. So um if people are interested in like working with you or uh, seeing your work, like where can people get in touch with you? You get in touch with me on my website, Catherine Rivers. I'm a C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. And my last name is Rivers, R-I-V-E-R-S, CatherineRivers.com um, or Rivers Life and Business Coaching. I'll get you there. And um, I am always happy to chat with people so there's a link to get a 30-minute conversation see if we're a good fit to each other um, I have a lot of different kinds of readings that people can um, consider to choose and um, trainings that I offer and so they can learn all about me there awesome well thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast today this has been a great interview so thank you well Amy I can't I can't thank you enough it's been delightful to meet you and I'm glad you're doing this out in the community. So very, very cool. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Want to dive even deeper? I invite you to get your human design manifestation blueprint. In this blueprint, you will receive a personalized breakdown of your human design chart and how to use it to manifest your dream life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As a special thank you, you can send your screenshot of the review to theamymay at gmail.com and my team will send you a little gift. All the details are in the show notes. I invite you to tag me on Instagram at embodyyourdesignxo with your favorite part of this episode. Thank you again for listening and see you in the next episode.